from the CQ Roll Call Newsroom in Washington, this is the Budget Tracker Extra podcast, your nonpartisan news source for how Congress spends your money. Republicans have now produced two competing plans to overhaul the tax code, and everyone's been busy trying to figure out who wins and who loses. But almost lost in the debate is a more fundamental question. What impact would the tax plans have on the federal budget? I'm David Lerman, editor of the CQ Budget Tracker newsletter, and with me today is Paul Krozak, who covers the budget process for CQ. Thanks for joining us, Paul. Good to be here, David. So, Paul, the Democrats say these tax plans would send budget deficits soaring by at least $1.5 trillion over 10 years. Republicans say that's nonsense because tax cuts will spur robust economic growth that leads to more revenue. So who's right? Well, uh, the, the tax cut um, is likely to spur economic growth, which would produce uh, new revenues. But there's no evidence that it would pay for itself. There's no evidence that it would produce enough new revenue to, to pay for the increase in the deficit, which is estimated at about $1.5 trillion over 10 years. And the Tax Foundation, which is not at all a liberal group, uh, came out with an interesting study last week on that point, I think. What, what did that show? That is a very interesting uh, study. The, uh, the Tax Foundation did a dynamic score of the House tax bill. Which uh, means they're trying to account for economic growth in the, in the plan. Right, right. Um, it looks at what impact would this tax bill have on economic growth and increasing revenue and what the Tax Foundation found, what they estimate is that the House bill would pay for about a third of itself. It would create about $500 billion in new revenue over 10 years, um, but it would still cost about $1.5 trillion, so it ends up costing about $1 trillion or adding about $1 trillion to the deficit. The Tax Foundation dynamic score, that might be the most generous dynamic score that Republicans are, are going to get. So that's the best Republicans can hope for, and they're still saying it'll add nearly a trillion dollars to annual deficits. Uh, have we heard much from Republicans on that point? Uh, a lot of Republicans in the past have said this tax cut will totally pay for itself uh, through uh, economic growth. But I've been talking with Republican lawmakers um, in both chambers this week, and I've been asking them about the Tax Foundation study, for example. I've, you know, I've said to them, look, this dynamic score only shows the bill paying for about a third of itself. And what most of them have said to me is, yeah, we don't expect it to totally pay for itself. Uh, we expect it to increase the deficit to some extent. But they still support it. Um, and they still support it for various reasons. They say, you know, we should return Americans' dollars back to them through tax cuts. If we really want to get a handle on the deficit, we've got to do it through spending cuts. And some of them have said, I, I don't really trust any of these scores, and we've got to get the economy moving, and this will get the economy moving. But there are still some deficit hawks around Congress. This Could this make it tougher to get this bill passed? I'm thinking of the Senate. They only have 52 seats. They need 50 votes to pass it. Uh, I know there are folks like Bob Corker there that have been expressing concern about deficit finance tax cuts. 
Um, do you see this being at risk now, or you think they, they can still pull it off? It, well, it could certainly make it harder in the Senate, or even impossible in the Senate. As you mentioned, Bob Corker uh, said earlier, uh, several weeks ago, uh, he said, I'm not going to vote for a tax cut that increases the deficit. Now, what he also said is I'm going to look at various scores and see how reasonable and solid they are, and I'm going to make up my mind sort of based on my own analysis. But just a few days ago, I asked him about this, and I, and I said, you know, are you committed to, you know, voting against any tax cut that increases the deficit by whatever score you choose? And he said, uh, you know, I just I don't want to be pinned down on this right now. Um, but certainly he's going to be looking at the deficit uh, increase and some other Republican senators will as well. So it certainly will complicate it. So this this will really put dynamic scoring to the test, I guess, to, to see how Republicans react and how much they're willing to bet the farm that economic growth is going to is going to pay for this thing. We should explain this is scored traditionally with the under conventional scoring which basically says a tax cut is a loss in revenue, right? Right. And that's how we get this figure of $1.5 trillion in the hole over 10 years, right? which is what Democrats are stressing. And they say if you include interest costs, it could even top $2 trillion. Right. So that's quite a divergent view of, of what impact this is going to have. Um, and so what what are the consequences for this tax plan if we if it, if it does show we're going to run a deficit, how, how might this have to be changed? They may not be permanent now. Well, the the uh, the budget resolution allows the tax cut to increase the deficit by up to one and a half trillion right. over the next ten years, so it can do that. Um, but in the Senate, there is the Bird Rule, and the Bird Rule says that a reconciliation bill, and this is a reconciliation bill cannot increase the deficit in the out years after the budget window. So what that means, in short, is that the tax cut can increase the deficit between 2018 and 2027, but it cannot increase the deficit after 2027 because that would be a violation of the Senate Bird Rule and it would take 60 votes in the Senate to to waive the Bird Rule. And we don't know, but... It would seem likely that it will increase the deficit in after ten years, wouldn't it? Well, definitely, definitely. Um, there are there are certain um, parts of the tax bills uh, which um, lose more and more money each year. One example would be the corporate rate cut. Every year, that loses more money, loses more revenue, increases the deficit more. The individual rate cuts every year. Those lose more revenue, increase the deficit by more and more. There are other parts of the tax bill that actually bring in new revenues. But yes, clearly this would increase the deficit in the out years. So what they're going to have to do in the Senate is sunset some of these tax cuts, uh, make, make parts of the bill temporary, make them expire in 2027. And one of the interesting things is... Finance Chairman Hatch and the Senate uh, released his bill the other day, and it's going to be marked up next week in committee. This and week, this week, yeah. That's right, this <clears throat> week, this week in committee. The, the current bill does not show uh, 
any sunsetting of any of the parts of this tax cut. So presumably they're going to add sunsets or they're going to make some of these cuts temporary during the markup, presumably. They haven't said that, but it seems it seems that's really all they can do. Which is how they handled the tax cuts under George Bush, right? Uh, right. In fact, the tax cuts under George Bush, right, they were written to be uh, to be temporary, temporary, to expire after I think it was 11 years. So we may have that issue to contend with pretty soon. Um, and then what happens more broadly, Paul, you know, if, if, they, if we are looking at deficits of a trillion dollars or more, um, obviously that puts more pressure on, on spending. Where, how do you see that playing out? One of the interesting things about this um, is that Republicans, say, or a lot of Republicans say this tax cut will increase economic growth for various reasons. We won't go into those reasons right now. But there could be an opposite effect. Um, if the tax cut increases the deficit, increases the debt, that tends to detract from economic growth. That tends to slow economic growth, basically because the government has to borrow more money. And as the government borrows more money, uh, private enterprise cannot borrow as much money to invest that money at the same interest rates. Mm. Um, so, so that works in the opposite direction. Okay. So that's something – and obviously it could put more pressure on entitlement programs, which are already – whose costs are already expected to soar in coming years, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. At some point, Congress and the president uh, or a president needs to deal uh, with this debt and with this spending, which is growing faster than, the, uh, than, than economic growth um, and revenue, which is not paying for all this spending, hence the need for the borrowing, because... Um, I mean, I, I think most agree that there will be a debt crisis at some point uh, if, if, this, uh, if this growing debt problem is not tackled. And finally, with all this attention now on these tax plans, what's happening with the need to fund the government? Well, so the temporary spending bill runs out December 8, um, and so Congress would have to pass a bill to keep funding the government or, or have a shutdown by December 8. Um, their negotiations are underway uh, over a budget deal, which would raise the discretionary spending caps for probably two years and offset that with changes in mandatory programs. The but Demo are they really focused on that now with all this tax talk? They're still working on it. They've been working on it for several weeks. Republican and Democratic leaders and the White House um, are working on this very much behind the scenes. Clearly, the, the focus on tax means that there's not as strong a focus on the budget deal. And it's hard to believe that they would get a budget deal by December 8. Um, it's not totally impossible, but it looks like they probably would need to do another temporary spending bill into you know, late December or even into next year as they continue working on a budget deal. But a lot depends on what happens with the tax bill. If Republicans are able to pass a tax bill this year, that, that will be a great accomplishment for them, and it might make it easier for them to negotiate a budget deal with Democrats, but it's hard to say.
So there's a lot at stake here as these tax plans work their way through Congress, and CQ will be covering it all for you as usual. My thanks to Paul Krozak, our resident budget expert, for joining me. And thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your Budget Tracker editor. We'll be back next week. Until then, you can keep up to date by reading your daily CQ budget newsletter. You can subscribe to this podcast and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, and NPR One. And for more on this subject and other stories, visit RollCall.com or find us on Twitter. The handle is at CQNow or at RollCall.